Whoa. Whoa. It's the illusion reporting from somewhere on spaceship Earth. What's what's happening, everybody? Wait, hold on. Let me get this. I just want to be able to get this rolling right there. I had to get a hold of the patch people. What's happening, everybody? What's going on? Saturday. It's Saturday in the dream, dude. We got we got a well, what roll call going on. I've missed most of it, dude. Uh, give a pray for Cam's grandmother. Pray for Cam's grandmother, Landon Williams. Williams, what's up? Tuning in from work, dude. Good for you, Landon. Right on, dude. Ryan, Mace Windu. Ah, Mace Windu, Star Wars, yo. So, uh, caught me, caught me another squirrel day. There haven't been any squirrels here for a while. I got a quick squirrel. It's funny. It, it's interesting. You, you know, when you start participating in things like that, like cap, like capturing squirrels. So, you know, we're doing the, the relocation of the, uh, the squirrels to somewhere else that is in our backyard. And, um, so I have the the squirrelinator, the cage that you catch the squirrels in, right? And um, it's interesting, and and this may be just hu human nature as well, dude. So you know, you put the squirrelinator in there; it's open, the thing, and they climb in, and it catches them, right? But how to get them there? You put some put some bird seed in the middle of the thing, and then you put a little little right outside the door, and the, the squirrel comes in and just blindly works their way over into the into the squirrelinator David Brune Diamond Souls dude and um and uh it's just funny to watch because they come in they're all like super paranoid they're looking around and you know if you open the door they'll run away and go hide behind the tree and then they'll come and they'll They'll be nibbling at their thing, but unbeknownst to them that 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 their desire for the little the little treaters, they just walk right into the cage, man. And then it's in the back of my truck, and then it's a drive like ten blocks away down t across a busy street to a to a new location, man. If uh, yeah, good good thing I'm not hungry, right? Hey, <laughs> squirrel. I don't need a pair of mittens, dude, or a hat. They're lucky, dude. Yeah, they don't see the big picture. That's a bejeeker. So I think it's interesting on that level. Like they don't, and and again, what I'm, uh, I guess, what I was reflecting on is they don't see the big picture, right? Their their small change reality gets them in the cage, but but when they come in, they're super aware. They're like fully like looking around. I watch them. Like I like watch the squirrels, dude. Like, cause I'm curious, like, and I'll watch them run across the fence and then kind of eyeball it and like freeze and try not to be seen. And then they'll, they'll make their way down all super mellow and, and boop. And then they'll just get into like stuffing themselves fat with, with bird seed. And they just walk right into the trap. It's like, it's like humans, right? It's like, it's like right now. It's like the time we're in right now. But, um, 
so I was, uh, I'll tell you what I've been up to today before I, 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 I get into what I'm reflecting upon. So I, uh, I took Al to the, to the pump track today, dude, I said full adventures at the pump track, right? So I took, we took Al, my parents came over to visit for the first time in like a year today. So my parents came over to Seattle and say hello and hang out in the backyard for a little bit and just, just chill. So that was nice, dude, to just, uh, hang out with my mom and my dad and, and let them hang out with Owl and, you know, just, uh, occupy the, the space of time together. So, so that was cool. We did that this morning and it was uneventful. The, the event was the uh, event, right? And, but then, so it was like, after they left, it was like, let's go to the pump track. Let's show mom your pump track prowess on your bike. So I loaded up because the pump track's really kind of close once you kind of get it into the program of where it is. So we went to the pump track and, um, Al was, was into the pump track, you know, and kind of was, it's super nice. It's like beautiful, nice spring weather out here. And uh, Justin, appreciate the videos over the years. Hamish, live in the now. Thank you very much, Justin. Appreciate that, that purple there. Pink, magenta, magenta. That's a nice color, man. And um, so I, I, we were doing the pump track, right? And on the way down to the pump track, I, I don't, there's, there's like a, a Frisbee disc golf course set up where the pump track is, right? Like it's a big park with all this kind of cool stuff set up. So the dude walking back and I'm like, Hey, how's 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 your game today? He's like, Oh, I'm just battling my sciatica. I go, ah, oh, sciatica, bro. I had all that stuff. So I stopped and talked to this dude and gave him my physical therapist number. And we had like a cool conversation for like 10 minutes as uh, my wife and Al went to the pump track. And it was just, you know, like a human moment, right? Just with those are few and far between nowadays, just two, two men talking on the side of the trail about like healthcare. Right. So, uh, it was cool. I gave him my, my physical therapist number and we chit chatted and I talked to him about reprogramming your mind and the whole thing. So whatever, we went to the pump track and we're there. I was, it's hot. There's, you know, so he does, you know, he does like, you know, 10 laps on the thing and comes in, we have some snacks and some water and stuff. And he gets back in there. He does, he, he does some more and I'm riding my bike too, because there's like the, the pump track for like the Groms. And then there's like the five stage jump track, like the thing, you know, there's one that's the beginner one, which I ride is just the, the snake run basically, dude. And then there's like the, the next one with the jumps and I'm like, ah, I, I give it a shot, but I want, and then there's the one with the gaps and all the, the whole thing. And there's just kids just getting gnarly on the thing. Right. So anyway, I'm riding around doing my thing. Also, I hear like some kids screaming, some girls screaming, right? And uh, whatever, I ride over and the, the dad's there and, and she's like cut her behind her ankle, behind her ankle bone. She cut herself with the, on the sprocket, full bleed gusher. But the, all right, this is, this is the stage of like reality we're in. This dad with his two kids and he's all on his like bike stuff because they were all riding together, whatever. It was like, it was like a deer in the headlights, dude. It was the trippiest thing. The dude was like, frozen, like staring at his, 
his kid bleeding out on the not bleeding out, but you get what I'm just. It was it was a get a bleeder, dude. Full you know right there, right there, dude. Boom, full super bleeder. I'm like, hey man, you need any help? He's like, ah, you could tell he was just useless. <laughs> to, to, to sum it up, no offense if you're the dad out there watching my videos, but you were you were totally useless. And so I was like. I got a first aid kit up in my car. And so, you know, I, I zipped out of there on my bike and raced up to my car. Cause it's like, you know, it's up a big hill. It's not like you park there next to the thing. You got to ride your bikes down this hill to get to this thing. So I zip up to get my first aid kit. Cause I, I roll with the first aid kit in my car. Right. Cause I'm a man, <laughs> a man with a car. You should have a first aid kit riding bikes, skateboarding. All this. So I come zipping down. I got a roll of toilet paper, you know, whatever, dude. Let me in on this, dude. So, like, I roll up with my first aid kit. And, you know, we live in this new reality. Like, so I'm like, I got all the stuff. Like, what do you need? And the dude's, like, frozen. Just, like, staring there holding this kid's leg, applying pressure on this gash behind her ankle bone. And I'm like, here, like, here's some gauze, dude. And and I realize this dude ain't going to do anything. So I'm like, all right. Like, I'm just going to get in and take over. Like, I'm like, all right, here, lift your leg, dude. Let's put the gauze in there. Let's we'll tape it all up, dude. We'll get it stabilized. And then, you know, you take her to get some stitches, dude. It's a full, it was a stitches one, you know? Big, big old gas. It was a girl, dude. It was a girl. She was, she was the hottest. All right, this is the beauty of the whole, the, the moment of radness. So the dad is completely, like, out to lunch, dude. There's the the ten year old boy and then the eleven year old girl. The girl with the has sliced up bleeding, and she's like, "Am I gonna be able to go to church tomorrow?" Like that's all she cared about. She's like, "Am I gonna be able to go to church tomorrow?" And I was like, "I don't know." I felt like this moment of like God space where I was like, "Wow, that's rad, dude." This this eleven year old child, her biggest concern with blood pouring out of her ankle is like, am I going to be able to go to church tomorrow? And it was rad. So my wife came over, gave her an apple and the, the boy, had, uh, a orange. And so I got, I, so I take charge of the scene. I'm like, Oh, you got to lift her leg. But the dude's like, not like there. I mean, this, you, it, we're not talking about a broken bone. We're not, we're not talking about like bones sticking out of skin or, you know, it, we're talking about like a basically like, you know, a gash from a sprocket, basically like no big deal, dude. Just tape it up, take her to the emergency room. All good, dude. Just go get some stitches, bro. But uh, the dude was like out to lunch. It was trippy, dude. So I'm like, all right, like got to lift her foot. Like, let me wrap this stuff around. And so, you know, you tape it up. I got it all taped up so that she can leave, right? And I'm like... But I, you know, I put the tape on like too tight, right, right off the bat. And I'm like, do you want me to, is the tape too tight? Like, do you want me to cut the, the tape? I'll put new tape on there. And the, no response coming from this dad. And I'm like, all right, like I'm going to cut the tape. I'm going to put new tape on. We'll do it looser, the whole thing. Dude, this whole interaction goes on with the tape and the gauze and the thing. Dude, no, like full, full dude waffled. Dude, this is the dudes that that we're, we're we're supposed to battle with for freedom, dude. This dude was completely useless, dude. It was like a, I was shocked. Actually, I was sitting there like kind of like 
just because of being respectful for this new environment, I was like, you know, because no one's got any. We're all out there at this dirt track park. I'm like, I ain't worried about blood and stuff. I'm like in there like, dude, let's get this kid wrapped up and get her to the car and the whole thing. And like no response. So I take over and I go, I go, hey, look, man. I go, dude, how can I help you out? Do you need me to like take your bikes up to your car with you, dude? Because you got to understand it's like a hike up to the other parking lot. And he's like, uh, yeah, I guess. Like he's trying to get this kid to walk. To, like she's, she's gushing blood, worried about going to church on time tomorrow. And he's like, and I'm like, dude, I'll take your bike. I'll take her bike. I'll double the bike. I'll go with me and your boy. We'll go up, get, go up ahead with the thing. And I get to get that. You got to climb up some hill. I got the two bikes and the whole thing. And we get up to the top of the hill and I've got the bikes there. And I'm like, I'm like, are you like, you need any more help? Like, you want me to load up the bikes? Like, what do you need? He's like, like, no, I think I'm okay, man. It was the weirdest. I got to say, dude, like I come from the, like the school of like man action, dude, man action, man action, dude. And, um, well, the weird thing, this is what I was tripping on Gregory was if you ask me, it looked like a dad that had the weekend with the kids and was horrified he was gonna have to take his daughter to the emergency room to get stitches like one of those there was definitely something going on either that dude or either that or he drank like a pound of kratom earlier that day but he had his bike outfit on you know his whole spandex bike outfit on he had his like full-blown bike with you know like his rad like mountain bike electric mountain bike thing like it was just weird it was so out of context for me in that sense, because I was like, because I was, there was a point where I was like on my bike and I saw what was going on and I was like, mother, I'm not going to intervene. Not my kid. There's a dad there. Because we're at the bike, the pump track, dude. And there's like kids slamming all over the place. And you're like going, are you okay, man? Like, let me help you. I mean, there's kids just eating dirt all over the place in the beginner track. So I'm over there like, you're picking kids up constantly. Like, you okay? And they're like crying. Like, no, call kid, come on, get back up on the bike. And then, you know, some parent comes running over like, thanks, man, I wasn't paying attention. I go, ah, no worries, dude. Because I'm in there riding with Owl, dude. Like, I'm like getting some turns in type of deal. But there's just kids slamming all over the place. It's epic, dude. There's kids covered with dirt, eating dirt because they're just face first in the dirt. Dude, you're just like, oh, pump track. I had no idea what a carnival a pump track was, dude. So, so, I, so whatever. I'm like, oh, the, the kids are with their dad. Everything's fine. But I'm like, I did a lap down the slalom course. And I, and I was riding back up and I'm looking and I'm like, this dude, like I could tell, like he was just, uh, I don't know what to do. And you got to understand, like I still, because I'm out ripping around on my bike and skateboarding, I still forget. I, like I look at myself now, I go, oh, you're kind of an adult. In my head, I'm still like some kid, bro. I'm out having fun. Like, yeah, bro. Like I don't roll as like... Oh, I'm some adult dude coming in like hot, dude. Like I'm 52 and I still don't roll that, that card out, right? 
But I realized, and this like was like a dad, all like dadded out, dude. Probably like a lawyer or CPA or some sort of professional dude. He had some big giant like spaceship, four-door Yukon or something like that. And uh, it was just this weird thing was, um, I can't sue me for nothing, dude. Don't know who I am. Didn't give, I didn't give my business, I didn't give, exchange numbers with the guy. But it was just this weird thing where you're like, wow, dude, if this, if this something real, like if something real was going on, this dude's running down the street screaming and his kids and his wife for life. That's probably why, you know, I could make up a whole story with that. I'm not even trying to blow the dude up like that. It was just this lens into like, oh, that's what kind of dudes are out there. Dudes with children. No wonder we're in such big trouble as a nation. Like, I like I bumped into one of these dudes. Like, totally. Yeah, dude. I mean, on principle alone, like spamming me like that won't get you a shout out, Grace. But I'll shout you out just because I'm like gonna tell you, Grace. Like, you're shouted out, Grace. Shout out. But you're also on a 300 second timeout for all capping. We don't cap. We don't cap, yo. And so, so it was just this kind of thing. And then, so then it was like, so then what was the interesting part about it? So I was like, I'm like, after all the commotion and I walked the dad up with the bikes and the whole thing and I came back down and I was like, Al, you wanted to get a couple more rips in before we, we split? He's like, yeah, I'll do five more laps, dude. So he goes and he does his five and then like the fourth lap, he's like, I want to go a different route. Like there's like, you know, it's sort of an infinity thing. And he's like, I want to go down the bigger drop in. It looks intimidating, but it's way better than the smaller one. The smaller one, you get going really fast and whoopty whoopty whoopties and they all slam on the third one. Like all the kids slam in the same spot. Whoopty doo number three on the easy side. Gets them, gets them all every time. Just now, because Al, it got Al heavily the first day we were there. Like his fifth run, he's like, yeah, whoop-de-doo number three. Boom, Superman, dirt nap, yard sale, the whole thing, right? And so it's just this thing. So the big one, but it, it's got the way the whoop-de-doos are is it's way more functional. So he's like, all right, I want to I wanna try the big one finally. I go, all right, man, get in there. Rolls on the big one. It's a different turn. You got to use one of the bank turns out of it. And he just gets into the whole thing. So he's like, so we went from, I'm going to do five more to like 45 minutes later. But in the meantime of that 45 minutes, right, this whole other like caravan of, of adults with small children came rolling up with face diapers on. Like all of them like just diapered up. And just, it was just this weird thing where you're like, wow, that is so wacky, dude. We're out here. It's the beautiful sunny day. We're at, your, we're at like out riding bikes. It's, and they came rolling up. They have all like little kids. And th this is the thing that like, again, do what you're going to do. I, whatever, man, like smother your children. Like, fine, go ahead, do that. Whatever. It's not my business what you do with your children, dude. You want like should sock you for doing that to your children, but whatever, dude, do your thing, man. But what I don't like, what, what freaks me out is inconsistencies. So one of the parents, like my age, 
You know, he's not wearing anything, nothing hanging around his neck or ears, whatever. He has his three-year-old with the stuff on his face. And I was like, that's diabolical, dude. You're not wearing the stuff on your face and you're making your three-year-old wear the stuff on his face? Like, what is wrong with you, dude? Hey, again, I didn't, I don't interact with it because I've come to this whole thing where like, good. They will all be so matrix ready for the machine that like gives us space to maneuver, right? But it was just so weird. Like I was like, I like, like it just the inconsistency of it all freaks me out. Mixed messaging, right? Right? Yeah. It's it's so bizarre to see things like that where you're like, okay, you got your three-year-old, but not you. Bizarre. Like, and again, this is where I get into the thing is like, okay, you want to play the game? Like, are you going to play the game, dude? Like, play the game, bro. Then why are you wearing a gator? Like, 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 why are you wearing like the bandana gator thing? Like, cause if you're playing the game, that's scientifically, scientifically proven not to work. So what are you doing? Like, why bother? It's that whole thing is, is, is why bother if you're not going to like, look, I get the people with like the double masks and they're all strapped in and they're like, they're, you know, skirting into the supermarket. Ah, fine. Like, you want to play dress up, dude, and you're wearing the right uniform for the dress up thing. And all right, go for it, dude. Do your thing. But the, the thing that I don't appreciate that drives me insane is the half measure stuff. Like, look, if you're going to play the game of, of leading our society down into some insanity, at least commit to the path. At least commit to the ridiculousness of it. At least take the time to be a true ass kisser. Stop, stop trying to stop kissing one butt cheek. Go in right for the big hole and just get on, get in there, brown noser. Just get in there. But everyone's just skirting around the thing, like no, no. You want to live in the life with paper on your face and 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 sauce in your in your in your body and do all that. Do it. Go ahead. But stop beating around the bush, dude. Stop beating around the bush. Stop being like the, the people with the half hanging on thing. And I, I get I get why the, the per, people that are all about it get super uptight about the, the people half people. It's like, dude, it's enough, don't be that guy. Either be the person who's like, nah. Or commit to the thing and put your little nose diaper on underneath your, your triple vapor layer N95 scam thing. You know what I'm saying? I don't know. I, I, don't, I don't appreciate the, uh, the week. I'm over the week. Does that make me strong? I don't know. Say no. I say no. I'm with you. But see, what I'm getting at is I will respect... You're right to bring in some sort of weird prison for yourself. Like, you want prison. Like, you want to live in, like, a prison colony. Like, go right ahead, man. Like, more power. But don't be weak about it. Like, don't be a half-measure prison colony person. Like, fully go for it, dude. Commit. Commit to the line, dude. Because I'm committed to not going that route. You know what I mean? I'll tell you what. Where is it? 
Where, where is the thing? So I got my, I got, I got my paper for my printer for my pieces of paper, right? Right? You know what I'm talking about. You get it online. I got my thick bonded paper that's the same paper they use, dude. Because I'm like, you want to play games? Like, I'll play games all day, dude. I, I'm all into like, because so I'm on the whole thing of like, I'm on the whole thing like, all right, obviously like the the stopping the tidal wave, ah, it's impossible from my perspective. People are weak and soft and pathetic and lame. So I'm like, I'm going to paddle over the thing, dude. Like, like, right? Like I'm not running from the tidal wave and I'm not trying to stop the tidal wave. I'm literally going to paddle over the wave. I'm going to paddle over the wave, right? So I got my, my paper for my printer to print things out, right? Because I've been looking online, dude. It's pretty printable. So I went online to research some other stuff too with like, you know, taking the exam, like, right? Because we got to use code words, taking the exam, right? And I was like literally on one of the things from one of the local local facilities that does the exam is... uh is is like the like a printout of the actual piece of paperwork that you would get but just with the the lines I'm like dude it, like that's ridiculous like it's that ridiculous so I I'm a, I got my my heavy bonded paper the other day dude and um And so, yeah, it's, it's the, uh, it's one of those, dude. So I was, uh, I was, uh, I was sitting here and I was having this, this thought today, right? So back to my original, why I would flip this thing on. So I was, so like back in 1992-ish, circa 1992, dude. I went on this, my grandfather was like, I want me and my uncle to go to the north rim of the Grand Canyon with him, right? He was old, he was, he was the, you know, getting towards the end of, of the whole thing, and he was, uh, he was, uh, he was old, right? So he, he wanted to go on this final journey to the north rim of the Grand Canyon, see the Grand Canyon, and so I went there with my grandfather and my uncle and I brought some lady with him, dude, whatever, dude. And uh, I was thinking about, it. so we were in the, 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 the North Lodge, the big dining room on the North Rim of the Grand Canyon, you know, where you can see, you know, Kachina Peak down outside of Flagstaff and Purple Sun. Thank you. Appreciate it, Purple Sun. And so we're, we're sitting there at this, in this big dining hall, you know, one of those ones, like, you know, at the big lodge, there's people eating everywhere, just people at tables everywhere. And my, and I don't really real, remember what led into it, but just this thing I remember, my uncle and my grandfather, so him and his dad, getting into this argument, dude. My grandfather, most of the time, must have been like 90. And my uncle got into this argument 
And all I really remember was my uncle being like, do you believe in God? Do you believe in God? Just over and over. Do you believe in God? Just tell me, do you believe in God? We're at the dinner table in some giant crowded like dining room, dude, on the north rim of the Grand Canyon in the, the lodge. And my uncle's like, just tell me, do you believe in God? And my grandfather like slams his stuff down, like his forks or whatever, and, and like yells at the top of his lungs, slams the thing down, this, you know, one of those big slam where the table vibrates and everything clanking moments and goes, yes, I believe in God at like the top of his lungs at my uncle, dude. And, and it's one of these moments that's always like stood out in my journey. Grace, Coolio, appreciate it. Has always stood out in, in my journey on life because back then I was, you know, I was searching, but I wasn't, Finn Turner, thank you. I wasn't really like aware of what I was looking for. I was just on the mission to find God, right? But I didn't really, it wasn't like I knew what it was. I was just trying to figure it out, right? And so I'm at this thing, it's just the three of us and this woman who was taking care of my uncle, I think. Because my uncle was, my uncle used to be the monarch butterfly for the Santa Cruz parade. There used to be a big parade up in Santa Cruz, California. My 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 uncle used to be the the big monarch butterfly. That was like what he was my grand my uncle, my uncle like used to be like this dude who made a piece for the uh for the space shuttle, dude, he was like a, uh, he had a plastics factory and he would make all these resin, crazy resin stuff. And he made this tube that only he could make because he had some crazy concoction of resins to, for this thing for the space shuttle, but I deviate. So, and my grandfather at the time is the one I talked about who became vice president of US Steel who came over in a boat through Ellis Island and the whole thing, right? So I got these two dudes, I'm hanging out, and they're, they're screaming at each other about God. And, and I was sitting in the shower today after the pump track. And I was, I was sitting. No frowny faces, Tim, Finn, Finn, Finn Turner, Finn Turner. Ah, I get it. I get it. Yeah, surfer, dude. And so, so I was, I was sitting there. And I was thinking about, I was like, how important it was for my uncle to know where my grandfather's position was on his situation with God. And I was, I don't know, maybe I was, I, I, every now and then I'll think about it. Like, what was that all about? Like, what was that all about? Like a, a son bugging his dad about who, does he believe in God or not? And I'm, you know, and I was, I'm like, was he, was he trying to find out to see if to, you know, like dad do like, what's the deal with God? Or like, there was this, this big metaphysical moment with these two human beings. And I was in my twenties at that. I was like 21, 22 at the time. I was out, I was out of my mind at the time. That's But, but my grandfather loved me and so I got to go on this journey and he was old. Like he knew he was going to die really soon. So he was like, I just want to go see the North Rim of the Grand Canyon with my grandson and my, my son, right? And, and it all devolved to this moment where my, my, their, my grandfather's slamming his table going, yes, I believe in God. 
to my uncle who was pastoring him about him, I just want to know if you believe in God. And I've always wondered about that whole conversation. Like, what was that really all about? Because I was too young and naive and self-involved to really, like, I was, you know, probably more concerned with smoking weed when dinner got over than, like, what's really going on here between my uncle and my grandfather, right? You know, like, whatever, dude. I was pretty out of my, out of my mind at the, at the time. But, but it was just this thing where, like, now as, as a dude who's 50, just hanging out with my dad today, you know, and just, it's just funny where you're, like, and just having a son of my own and just, like, what did he want? What did they, well, what did he want to know? Like, what did my uncle want to know? Like, is it because he was looking to believe in God or he wanted to make sure that my grandfather believed in God so that he was going to be in heaven with my grandma? I, I don't know. It's just, it's always been this moment where I will never, ever not hear my grandfather slamming the stuff down in the whole dining room. Like one of those ones in those big, giant dining rooms with you people are talking and it just went silent. Just like dead silent, dude. After my grandfather slammed it down. Yes, I believe in God. And it was just, my grand, my uncle didn't say a word after that. Nobody, that like the place was silent for a good minute, you know? Just, just. I've always been like, what was that always about? Like what, like what deeply profound moment was that between it? And I can only, I guess what I'm saying is like, it's evolved this moment over my like life where I'm like, today I was just thinking about it because like I was in the space of the three generations today and I was just like tripping about how when you know God in your life, when you know God in your life, how you are concerned about the people you love about their relationship with God. And you're like, do they, are they, are they having the same experience? Cause it's so easy. Like, the, like, like once you find out the riddle and you realize that the relationship to, with God is, is so fundamentally easy. The minute you just stop lying to yourself that it's hard right like it's so as as again i only can speak from my own path as a christian right it was just the minute i went to god and was asked to be forgiven and god's like dude i got i love you and just you ready it was there was no like i think with the all the hoops i told myself you gotta get like yes you spend this whole section of your life like looking for god and Ah, on these, ah, trying to figure it all out and trying to figure out all this and that and blah, blah, blah. And then it just comes to this moment where you just go to God and you're like, God, I'm sorry. Will you forgive me? And God's like, I love you. Of course I forgive you. I've never not forgiven you. I've just been waiting here for you. And you're like, oh, wow, man. Like it was that easy the whole time. Like it was that easy the whole time. I had to just go smoke crack and drink myself ridiculous and smoke weed and, and tell people to F you and do this and do that and just break bottles. And all I had to do was go and just ask God to forgive me for my ridiculousness. And God's like, done. You're forgiven. 
thank you for coming and realizing that I love you. Let me love you. And so, so it's this thing when, when like there's that moment, right? Like the jumping off point where it's like, now you live in with God's grace and you live in God's glory and, and you're doing your best to stay in that thing and you're dealing with yourself as a human being and all of that stuff. And you realize that every step along the way, even sometimes they're backward steps, that you're on this path to glory and you're on this path to love and grace and dignity and and all of these things that that set, seem so far away once upon a time, but then you get into the you get in the shroud and the crown of thorns and the protective bubble and, and the and the deutimus and the supernatural space of it all. And you realize that like, oh, it's it's all right. It's it is right here right now. Like, wow, man, if I can just stay right here right now, dude, it's it's infinite. And so Yeah, like man, ready when you are, totally. And so when you find that thing, right? Like, and again, where I, I try to go to is you want to scream from the watchtower like, dude, do you know? How, do you know? I want you to know because all oh my, the glory of it's so bright and bountiful and beautiful and loving and epic and forgiving and, and all of this stuff. And you, you realize that, that like, wow, what a gift it is to have that coursing through your soul, man. Let me see. Someone said. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, it's only, yeah, I get it, dude. Yeah, good, good quote. I was fully skeptical at first, CJ. Good quote. But uh, so it's this thing, right, where you're like, you, 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 you realize that, like, that's, that's all you really care about, like, with your people around you. It's like, dude, I just want you to have this because once you have this, you have nothing to be afraid of ever again. Like, yeah, you got to face the trials and tribulations of life on this lower dimensional reality. But once you have God's grace with inside of you, you don't have to live in fear of any of it anymore. Of lunatics and this and that and ah, traffic accidents and all that. Yeah, you got to be practical about it. But like, you don't have to live in doubt about this thing. You can live in, in the love and the grace and the glory of God. And you're like, oh, I want you to have, make sure you have that. Like your people, your wife and your children and your parents and your, your, your friends and the thing. But you realize that like, you got, it's like, you got to be very, you can only, you can only walk the path. You can't tell them the path and you just got to hope they're going to, going to come along with you. I mean, it's different with like a, a child because you can talk to them about it. But so I, I, I found this, this thing that I was thinking about today between my, my uncle and my grandfather to be very profound all of a sudden for me. And I, I don't know why it just popped up out of the, like, the ether. I think watching this other dad who didn't, didn't see, I don't, and, but watching his kid be his main concern was going to church and then talking to the other guy about like healing his back through changing his neural net and his mind and, and, and the, being able to overcome his body with his, with, 
with the grace that God gave me, right? And then just think, just sitting with my own dad today and, and like, you know, I, we, don't, we don't go there. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. You know what I mean? And, and, and that's the thing. So I was thinking about like, I, I kind of get it like on a level, like as we definitely, as we age and we're moving further and further towards, towards the finish line of this life, which could be this very moment or it could be a decade from now or 50 years from now, who knows, right? Only God knows, right? But you sit with, you sit with your, your adult, right? And you're like, is that dude got it? Yeah, I, I think I think like even me working this out right now, I get what my uncle was up to because maybe he had found it, right? Maybe he had found the grace and the glory of God and he just wanted to make sure his dad knew what it was before it was too late. It was, it was a very, I don't always trip me out that like moment in time and space of my uncle and my grandfather and their, their thing about God, dude. It, it, it rocked me, like not in a bad way. But it, it's been a profound moment in time and space that's always just been there for me to just kind of scratch my head and be like, what really was going on right there? Because they weren't talking about like minor league stuff. Like th this was a really like heavy moment in their, their thing. I was just a witness to it. Like, wow, was, like, like I said, I was just like, wow, this is kind of gnarly, dude. Like what's going on here, dude? Hundreds of people are looking at us right now. <laughs> I remember, I'll tell you what, one of the other things I remember from that, that journey was, uh, was it was fall i remember it was the fall because i was looking over at the kachina peaks uh by and flagstaff there, the highest point in arizona right and i was looking at them and and it's they're like the they're like volcano mountains right so they're they're cone-shaped mountains and it's like three peaks there like the the lower two-thirds of the mountain is 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 deciduous trees right so it had this like rad colors thing going. I remember staring, sitting there with my grandfather either the evening before or the evening after, maybe even that evening. And we were sitting there on the, at the, on the big deck chairs, just staring south at the Kachina Peaks and marveling at their, uh, at their beauty. Uh, that will always stand out too. It was, I also trip on this is, is getting Fully harassed by the, the rangers, dude. Because <laughs> I was that dude. So I was I was going, I was left the lodge and I was like, oh, I'm going to go hike in the north rim of the, the trail, right? Because I was like that dude with my Walkman, dude. Nothing else, dude. So I'm walking up the road to the trailhead and the rangers came flying down, like flying, like tires screeching down the, the road. And I remember being like, whoa, like slow down. And they circled back and they're like, what'd you say? And they rousted me on the side of the, the road for yelling at them to slow down. We, we don't have to do it. And I was like, you guys are a bunch of tree police. I say, I used to be one of these people that was at war with the, with authority all the time, dude. I remember battling these dudes on the side of the road, dude, just me, myself, and these two to forest police, tree police, I was calling, yelling at you guys are just tree police. Dude, what are you doing speeding out here? What are you doing? Like, what are you doing? And they, they like, let me go, dude. And uh, 
They, they, what are they going to do? They just, they, they rolled on. So the hottest is I went down that day and I hiked all the way from the North Rim down to like, there's like halfway down, there's some like waterfall like thing. Like what? And I went with, like, it was like one of those stories of like people die because they're idiots. Like that was me. I went down there with my Walkman on and it's like 91. So it was a Walkman. I went down there with my, my Walkman on. I walked out of the waterfall, like halfway down the North Rim Trail and went and sat under the waterfall and like hydrated up and like walked back. And each way people were like looking at me like, what are you doing, dude? By myself, like, yeah, tunes blaring, just, you know, probably listening to, to God knows what I was listening to in 1991, dude. Probably Fugazi or something like that, dude. But but it, I, I just remember it was one of those things where I remember conquering that thing and being like, yeah, I just did that. That was gnarly. Like, like I did that, dude. Like, I hiked down there, dude, with nothing, man. I always look back at that and be like, wow. Yeah, it was you, 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 bravado of youth, like piss and vinegar, and like, well, you easily could have died too, dude. But it's pretty well-traveled trail, dude. And uh, so anyway... I was thinking about all that, and then you know, you went the 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 bowl. I, I'm I'm still like impressed with the the whole like shutting down of the Suez Canal, which you know is a scam, right? Like I, I hope like you guys are aware that 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 that's coming back to that supply chain. You're gonna start feeling the effects of the Suez Canal thing here in about two weeks. Two weeks, I would say, dude. And, um, ah, many miles. I don't know, dude. So I was tripping on, so I don't know if you caught the picture of, of the evergreen 18 wheeler blocking the highway somewhere at the same angle. It's like a big cargo truck, like fully like stuck in the highway, dude. Like it, we're like living in Simulationville. For sure, that's what someone at the post was like. Oh, we, we are living in a simulation. So I, you find it's, it's very interesting with this this thing because they, they could get this thing off of the sandbar or whatever, but they don't want it, right? Because they need this all to all to happen, man. And so we're getting into this very in, interesting time where Satan's making making the play, dude. It's, there's no denying now it's Satan's making the play. And what I find is interesting is, is like, there's things I could talk about right now. I'm sure you could talk about, but I'm not going to give them any attention, dude, because like, why, why give that any attention, dude? You know what I mean? Like, so it's like, it's super obvious that, that, that now is, is the beast is revealing itself. Like you look at what's going on and, and in New York city on April 2nd, and you just look at what's going on over in Israel and. And so my buddy's a gnarly Israeli dude. So I, I, I was, I ran into my Israeli buddy. He was in the IDF and the whole thing. He's like the guy I told you about that, like, ah, uh, killed the dude with the, with the Garrett, with the, around his neck, like in, in hand to hand combat, dude, on the, uh, I don't know, defending some patch of desert over in Israel. Right. But this, my buddy's like, Full gnarly dude, but he's classic. He's not like he's not like some one of these like lunatics with the things. He's like total normal. He's like, dude, I you know you get drafted, you got to go do what you got to do. I had to like survive, dude. Like, whatever. So I was, t- but he's like a gnarly Israeli dude, right? And uh, so I ran into him yesterday. I go, so what's up with Israel, dude? What's up with you guys with your your 
green passports and you're like, you either get the sauce, you don't. He's like, dude, look, it's super basic, dude. It's basically like, it's a giant, like, it's, this is the irony. He's like, dude, Israel's a giant prison, dude. He's like, look, man, it's surrounded on all sides by hostile people. And they basically said, if you don't want to get the sauce and you get your ID, like, you're screwed. Where are you going to go? Where are you going to go? Where are you going to go? Where are you going to go over to Jordan? Where are you going to go up to Lebanon? Where are you going to go down to Egypt? Where are you going to go into the West Bank? Where are you going to go to the, the Gaza Strip? No, you're stuck. And it's like, it's ultimately if you see it, like you're like, oh, they fell for it, dude. Back coming out of WW2, right? They like fell for like the whole, like, it's the promised land. We're moving to the promised land. And they didn't realize they were moving right into like a cage. Like he was like, no, dude, it's, it's, they've moved right. They live in a cage. I was like, whoa, dude. I mean, you got to do it. This dude's like a full, like, 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 what is he like? He's like, we, you need to turn the Middle East into a parking lot, dude. I like, he's one of those dudes. He's like super hardcore Israeli lunatic, dude. Ah, uh, thank you, uh, missing remote. Appreciate that. Thank you very much. So I was, I was talking to this dude as like an Israeli dude, like where we he's like over here, surfer dude. And uh, it was just very interesting his take on it as as an Israeli, like oh no, dude, like you're screwed, you're in it, like there's no way out. And I was like, wow, that's very profound no wonder he's like that's how they're doing it over there there's no where, where are you gonna go like what are you gonna do like well what are you gonna do where are you going it's the desert and i was like that's so that's how they do it dude that's how they get the that's how they get the people that should know them better the most see again where most people don't understand something you can't talk about because we'll get shut down. But that that the people that people want to throw into the bus are actually controlled by another group of people that control all of us that have nothing to do with people that are in a religious state of being, dude. Just by B, BTW, like we, it's like it's an automatic, like you get all shut down. But the those the the people that talk about the the new world order that they're not the same people as the people that pray at synagogues dude just so you, and and the proof is israel with the sauce like the people running the place called israel are not the people that go to the synagogue they are part of the new world order scammers the marketers the the uh, the uh the money makers if you will so uh, it's, it's just interesting because like most people can't intellectually see the difference between people that are trying their very best to make contact with God and following their lineage and doing the whole thing and the people that use them as cover. But now you get a good look at it, dude, because like that's how that happens to the people that for all intents and purposes would know better than anybody why you don't want to comply with pharmaceutical experimentation you know what i'm saying so anyway we're, we're beginning to see the, the thing reveal itself and you know i'm like like it gets me like little like whoa for a minute and then i go okay and then you know you're hanging out with with some dad who's deer in the headlights and his child's like i just got to make sure i'm going to church tomorrow 
Like, ah, oh, the bloody ankle bleeding. I just need to make sure I'm going to church tomorrow. And I go, so that's like this weird thing where like the whole swirl of it all going on, like we just got to make sure we're rolling with God, man. And, and make sure we're staying in the grace and the glory that is God, because God loves us, man. And we're not the look I guess I started all out talking about the squirrel, making its way in with the, the nuts and like being super paranoid and whatever in the beginning, and then just getting all fat and sassy, eating the nuts, tasty, tasty, and walking right in the trap and it's just gonna clink. And then you're in the back of my truck getting taken down to the uh, across town, dude, where it's like, whatever. Hope you didn't hope you didn't have any like long-term plans going on in the oak tree down the street, dude, because uh they just got jacked up because you got you you came into the wrong yard. And that's the thing, like the squirrels, if they just walk on by, I, I don't I don't need to invest any time. Like there's one, and I can tell it's the same squirrel now because he just walks, I can tell by his like tail, because it's not all fluffy, it's sort of scrawny. It's more he's more of a street squirrel versus a like a suburb squirrel, if you know what I mean. And he, he, he knows, dude. He's learned, dude. He's like, nah, I don't go down into that yard, dude. I don't go to that yard, dude. Yeah, Jesus is awesome, dude. So all in all, I guess, I guess what it is, is, is to wrap it up here as we, we head to the finish line. So I'm going to go, I'm going to make some burritos when we're done here is all we, all we got today, man. Like that's really all we got this today, right? Everybody's, this is all like a war for God. It's all about God. And once you have God's grace and glory, there's really nothing to be afraid of. Yes. You, the, the thing that gets you the one, the one tool that the devil has is the people that you love and you just got to get them to God. But the, the only way I know how to get anyone to God is to stay with God myself and try to shine in that grace and that glory. Right? Like there, there's no way to that. Again, it kind of goes to this thing I was talking about the other day. They've tried to steal God from everybody throughout the history of humanity. They brutally tried to steal God from people. And they realize you can't steal God. Like, it doesn't matter how grim and beautiful, brutal it is. That people that truly know God's grace will, will carry through like Job did. They will take it. They will, they will just take, like, you know what? You're not going to get me to crack. I know God loves me. We know you're a clown. Do what you got to do. But I'm not, I'm not turning in my relationship with God for anything you would do to me down here. So they've tried to like willfully like steal God from everybody. So the new things coming is trying to get you to voluntarily give them God. Just give them God, dude. Give them God for some sauce and some ball games, right? Like, like, yeah. So you're going to turn your back on God and live in fear for what? Some Krispy Kreme donut? Like, a, like people are like turning over their thing for a Krispy Kreme donut. Like how crazy is that? Dude, talk about like... You can't help that, dude. People willing to turn over their turn, like take their fear-based thing, and so to, again, is where I was. Again, final thought: hold the line, diamond souls. Hold the line, diamond souls. 
Do you realize the amount of trickery that's going on? Like they're actually having to like be like, dude, I'll give you a donut. Like if, if that doesn't ultimately make you realize how pathetic people are, but also how pathetic the devil is, dude. At the same time, it's like a duality of patheticness, dude. Like that's the lower dimensional realm of Satan. The three dimensional five senses is it's people are willing to turn their back on and not read the fine print for a donut. And the devil is so pathetic. They're like, dude, we're going to have to like, we have to swap out donuts and Miami heat tickets, dude. Like, like you get what I'm saying? Like everybody's afraid of this thing. Like they don't have that game. It looks intimidating. I'm telling you like, yeah, you read what's going on in New York. You're like, wow, that's, that's creepy. But you can download a PDF. You can get this super thick paper, the 65 pound paper, dude. Get a, get a, it comes in a red, white, and blue packet. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Clue, clue, clue. It's all trying to tell us that thing. You can feed this into your printer and you can find pictures and, and all over the place and you can do what everybody else does and not live in any sort of fear. Like, is it, is it how I would handle it as a, as a, a free man? No, I would, I would have already, like we would have already gone toe to toe about this thing. But like I said, that was supposed to happen like 20 years ago. We're way past the toe to toe phase of this whole thing. We're in God's grace phase. God will give you the tools to get through any of this if you stay in the grace and the glory of God, right? If you don't waffle, Diamond Souls, don't crack. Hold the line. Hold the line, Diamond Souls, because the devil is so pathetic, they, they, they have to make tennis shoes and give away donuts, dude. And, 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 and like promo codes, promo codes, promo codes, dude. So... Why, like I'm telling you that like that's how little game the devil has because they got to use promo codes, donuts, and 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 tennis shoes, dude. Like all right, like go to it, dude. You know what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna keep taking my son to pump tracks, planting seeds, making some burritos. I'm gonna just stand close to God, dude. Anyway. I'm going to wrap this up. We're an hour into this thing. And um, everyone, thank you for the generosity on this live stream. I think I'm going to do like, uh, like, I appreciate the generosity. Everybody who donated today, that's a crowdfunded reality. We got t-shirts. I'm working on getting the, uh, the Tesla coil thing made into like patches or something like that. We're, we're moving forward because we are the human Tesla coils. Have no doubt. Have no fear. Use the name tags. Be graceful. Be loving. Be kind. Go tell your people you love them and uh, stay close to God right now. Super important. With that said, adios. Have a nice rest of your Saturday or Sunday morning, wherever you are on the clock. And we'll be back for next Esther. So thank you for being here. Without you, there's no me. And I'm out.